Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. I've got a lot to cover. Uh, two days before Halloween here, uh, the 1029 edition. Uh, let's see, uh, Alex... Alex Kutudis, Hunter Bazingo, uh, Don Vanderbilt here uh, with you. Uh, we are live. Whenever you're listening to you, whenever you're listening to us, we are live with you because our information uh, is always relevant. That's the whole purpose of the show, making the show consistently relevant for the listener. And so we like to think about we're giving you um, things that are most likely going to be actionable in the coming week. But I digress for just a minute here with our esteemed producer, Zach. By the way, if you want a podcast produced, no matter where you are in the world, whether you're in uh, Australia, New Zealand, Azerbaijan, uh, Zach, <laughs> yeah, Zach can produce a podcast. Let me tell you what, Zach is a pure professional. I'm going to throw, I, well, I really enjoy working with you. I, I'm going to throw you off here. So you're not going to be able to hear the sound coming from my computer because some something's not working right with the wiring. But Danny, Danny, Danny is the Michael Scott of office managers at times. Okay, and I say that affectionately. He is now consumed. I I just saw, um, I I just she just walked in with a script. So Danny Danny wants us to record voicemail messages, right? And I I can only imagine how many phone calls Danny has made this week about voicemail messages and how many different script how many script versions have you gone through? One. That's not true. That that is not that I don't believe that uh, one for, for me and one for Meryl if she records. Uh, Meryl came in with each. the script and I said, Meryl, how many times? Two pages, one at, for each other. It's a two-page voicemail messaging <laughs> script. Let me just throw that out there. And and all of it is. And I said, Meryl, what is it? And she's like, it's this. Hold on, let me see if I can get it. To so play. he doesn't get it going. No, hold on, hold on. He can, hold on, do, it. He can, can do, do it. He can do it. I can do it. I'm very adept at all this stuff. Give me a, give me a second. Stand by. Oh, you can't see it. That's like from the 40s, man. <laughs> Have you ever heard this? What is this? It's from the 80s. Give someone a gift of Gad for their answering machine. What you've actually done is bought a one-way ticket to the answering machine, son. This is the one I want. <laughs> Nobody's home. That's pretty good. Oh gosh! Crazy calls. Crazy calls. Yeah, for fourteen ninety five, you could have this play. Never heard of this. 
Uh, We'd be better off with this. I'm that, not going to lie to you. Is that $14.95 one-time purchase? Yeah, yeah, inflation adjusted. I think that's like a $40 tape. <laughs> Nowadays, that'd be a subscription. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, you'd, have to, you'd have to pay monthly. I'm fairly price. certain for $14.95, that is an, that is an inflation adjusted uh, tape. That's funny. Yeah, it's crazy, right. right? But we will talk. So Danny wanted to record all these voicemail messages yeah. with Zach. He called Zach this morning in a panic. I can only imagine. Like, excited. Panic. Like, no, it was a panic. Was, yeah, it, no, was, was it excited? It was pretty pleasant. Yeah, was he excited? Uh, he was ready to get it done. Yeah. I, I feel bad. I wish I had more time today to, to, to produce him, but we'll get him done. It'll happen. It'll be great. They're going to be great. They're going to be great. So, Danny, so I want everybody, and we're going to do this next week, right? We're going to record the voicemails. Well, next I was week. hoping we'd do it today, but apparently we're doing it next, next We're going to do Wednesday of next week. Because we're actually doing the show a little early next we Wednesday. That is a thousand percent. So I want everybody in the sound of my voice to call us, 855 Real Wealth, and just listen to whatever. Well, man- don't do it yet because we haven't got it. <laughs> you, you, you didn't let me finish. Like, we just covered that. And we're going to do- <laughs> Go ahead. They'll call. And what will they- who will they hear? They're going to hear Danny. I hope they hear Danny. Danny is. No, we, we, they got to get that adjusted. That's why I wanted it. That's why it was timely. Well, Yes, after we get the get it done and get it uploaded, it'll be they'll hear we're building hype. Yes, yeah. we're building we're hype with a phone mail message. That's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Speaking of hype, listen, there's a lot here. I want to talk I've got a lot to cover with um what's going on in the economy. We're gonna talk about markets here, and there's something that is happening right now. Um that's spooky. Right? You see how I worked that in there? <laughs> okay. uh, and we'll, we'll get to that. That'll probably see if I got a sound effect for that. I don't oh, think I do. Yeah, you, you got one on there, the hokiness of the show is I try to keep it moving along. I killed it. I killed the show at the beginning. I'm gonna not, I'm gonna own it. No, it's a Halloween show. Oh, you it's do, a ha- you can do Halloween, Halloween show. show. I can get away with that? Yeah. It's like a seasonal special. Oh, wait till the turkey jokes That's come right. flying in a month. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know what I haven't heard on the radio driving around is the monster. Normally, I always call oh, the monster match. I'm a little disappointed. You know what? By the way, I. So Remy and I, we have a rotation of music when we I take the kids to daycare. The rotation goes, I want to hear, please, Sweet Caroline, Kiss on My List, and then Blippy songs. Like it, it goes, it goes from it goes from eighties. Yeah. Oh, what's Sweet Caroline? Seventies. Goes, yeah. <laughs> goes Neil Diamond yeah. as we covered in other shows, the greatest Christmas song, Christmas singer ever, right? Neil Diamond. Sure is. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> okay. Please. We've covered this. Then it goes Hall and Oates, Kiss on My List. By the way, you can't get them in any other Hall and Oates songs. Just Kiss on My List. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the Oculus. But, but it, so I said, because right, it's coming up to Halloween. So I played them. It's Boris. Uh, Boris, I don't remember his last name. Boris something. No, it's Boris and the, like, the Deadheads. Or Boris. Can you, someone Google it for me. Boris and the Deadheads? It's not Boris, Boris and the Deadheads. The dead it's like <laughs> Boris and the, and the Crips. Boris and the Dead Boris People. Boris and the Crips. It, uh, maybe it's Boris and the Bloods. It's something like that. And so. Uh, it's close. I play it for him, and it's it's a joyful Monster Mash song, right? And he goes, but he'll follow it up with, like, for three days. I play him the Monster Mash, and he goes, I, I didn't like that. Too scary. And so, like, for a week, because Remy is the Sheldon Cooper of kids. Like, Remy is very uh, um, active. Regimented. Regimented. <laughs> yes, yeah, regimented is regimented. a better word. Yeah. And so, uh, and I celebrate his regimentation. And so... Um, Regimentation? Regimentation. Is that a word, Don? Regimentation. Regimentation. That is. That's approved. It's approved. That's approved. Yeah, really? it's, it's on the approved <laughs> word list. Pass? Yeah, it's on Grammarly. Yeah. Pull some and so, um, <laughs> out of my monster mash. Let me play that Scrabble. And so, um, by the way, speaking of at pulling something out of my hat, I saw the greatest pumpkin 
on on uh, Charlie Brown. No, it was on uh, it was on the internet. Picture. It was the you know okay so somebody had painted on two hands onto the pumpkin. Okay, uh-huh. if you can picture this, I'm not going to show it to you. Picture it with two hands. They rolled over, pulled the stem, put a pair of underwear. Oh. Where, or, or, where this over the stem. This was on, this, I think this was on Reddit yesterday. I think I yes. was about. Yeah. Do you have a moot button? And then you it's button? mute. I do. Not a moot. The point is moot. You want me to mute. <laughs> I want a mute button to make him moot. Uh, yeah. I swear to God. He said <laughs> it's, I, I could not show that picture. Yeah, you can't show no. this picture. But it, 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 it's fully... It, it's made to look like someone's butt cheeks, two hands pulling back the underwear where the stem would be. Picture it? No, oh, didn't okay. want to. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, it's hilarious. So anyway, now that I've painted that picture, they say the best part about radio is painting the mental picture for the audience. They do so. Theater I think, of the mind. I think. Oh, that is some good theater. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who is Boris? It's Boris. Who sings the Monster Mash? I, I did anybody look it up? Yeah, I tried. I found. You, you, you Google Boris and the. You get a no, just Google who sings the Monster Mash. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that that's just that. Anyway, so it, you can't play the Monster Mash in the car because he'll go. I want to hear. Uh, Sweet Caroline, I want to hear Kiss on My List, Blippy Songs, No Monster Mash. Like, he'll end it with what he doesn't want. And I find that interesting because I haven't played the Monster Mash in like 10 days. Bobby Pickett? And? Bobby, nicknamed Boris, Boris Pickett. Oh, my God. Boris Pickett and who? Uh, I don't know. That's all I got right now. Oh, my gosh. You're gonna When Danny talks, I'm going to look it up on my phone because it tells you on the Amazon uh, music app. Which, by you the way. You mean you're not going to be paying attention to me and uh, doing something else? <laughs> The crypt, the, Bo- Bobby Boris Pickett and the same as the kickers. rest of us. The Crypt Kickers. Oh my That's god! That's what it is. The Crypt the Kickers. Crypt Kickers. Get to the stocks, Tim. I wonder you didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I can. I, I hear the palpitations from the one person who emails me the mail. So listen, let's do this. Only one person. Indeed. Well, there's more than one. I just can't <laughs> hold them to you. Right. Those are the ones that get to you. Yeah. I'm just. I'm protecting your sensitive feelings. I'm not. I'm not sending them. We've got we've got a whole email folder pile <laughs> of people that hate you, Tim. Some of them might forward to the FBI. They're so bad. Okay, here we go. Tim's hate mail. Let me tell you something. I, I as Americans right now, as anyone uh, who is a payer of taxes in this country, mm-hmm. I think you should be alarmed. And um, look, I, this is just from today's Times of Journal's Times. Uh, Biden's spending plan: three point five trillion to 1.85 trillion okay but it doesn't cost you think it's free too uh, that's not where i was going <laughs> when i need help i'll ask um and so it, i want I, if you've not paid attention to G- danny we are on the cutting edge here in this show all the time mm-hmm. so september jobs report came out and it was big miss everyone knows that and my first thought after a few minutes of contemplation was is this is going to screw GDP? And yes. we and we talked about it on the show, and I hadn't seen any of that analysis. And then I kind of lost sight of GDP because I, I knew it was coming out this week, but I I, I didn't realize what the estimates were. Just a bit outside the GDP estimates. And if you remember, like we were growing gangbusters, and we were going to be like Six, what seven percent, something like that. And, and on which idiot economist you asked? Yes, and so uh, the estimate was. Only like for two point eight, two point nine percent. No, no, no. That's it came out at no, no. It, it, it was oh. it was lower. Oh, you mean re- the, the estimate, estimate was revised downward? No, no. The, the, uh, I said you're talking the, about the real GDP the number. Estimate was for two point eight. 
It came out at two. Okay. Yeah, you, you didn't let me. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't want to confuse the audience. Originally, they were talking about six, yeah. and they've been revising They're it down, downward. Right. Yeah, they so realized the estimate, it wasn't going to come true. The estimate for this week was yeah. only for 2.8, 2.9. My gosh. And you couldn't even hit the estimate. After you revised it downward. And, and to think that you're going to blame all of this on supply chain is ridiculous. It's not. It, it, I, I can't, I can't, you can't make, like we had this talk when Trump came in office. It was four years ago. Like with all the, uh, whether you, whatever you feel about immigration, okay, that's not, it wasn't an immigration talk. It was, there's not enough people to make GD. Like if you limit the inflow of people into this country, you actually limit workers. And workers, go figure, Daniel, workers, people that go to work and perform functions actually make up part of the GDP. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't have it. If you, if you limit them, then you aren't going to get enough in. Well, you know, the story now, though, is that the reason people are quitting jobs is because there's so many good, good, high-paid right. jobs that they're quitting because they're confident they'll find another job. The problem is new job creations wasn't Right. Big. And so now work is the problem. It's work, 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 and workers. And 20, there, there's been a great readjust. There's a great readjustment going on in this country right now. And it, it is absolutely uh, inflationary and not the good kind. And uh, this GDP issue is a problem, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if it continues to trend this low, I want you to think about what we just did. We printed more money. I believe I, if I don't have this right, I'm going to tell you right now I'm in the ballpark. We printed more money in the last year than the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice I want you to let that sink in. What's that, Alex? Like more, like all together or just like yes, by like, like more dollars. Like, like they just got the pre yeah, That was really good. It printing. was a fat finger digital trade. Thank you. Yes. It was a big printing press. So we've printed more money in the last 20 years. Excuse me. In the last year. In the last 20 years. Combined. Wow. Combined. It's a big yes. deal. It's a big, this, it's yeah. a big deal. And we only have 2% GDP. We have we, you seen what Atlanta GDP is now saying that the next I likely number is going to be? What's that? Point two. Point two. Point two. Not two. We've two. injected more money in the last year than the last 20 years into this economy. And all we could get was an estimated 2% GDP. Well, growth is slowing. That's the So that just shows you that you can't supply, you can't yeah. supply. Replace real growth with printing. And this, this right here, we just injected more money in the last year than the last 20 years. And we still, there's still a need. And I say that with a question mark. There's still a need for another $1.85 trillion to get what? What, what is the, I don't, whatever it's for, don't, I, I'm not arguing policy. It's, is it going to make the economy robust? That's a yes. That's excluding no. the infrastructure bill. That's okay. just the, thank the, you. Uh, build back better bill. Yeah, I appreciate it. Now, that's the kind of clarity I need right now because that, that is a really big distinction, Don. That was the economic wizard, Don Vandenberg, those new, newcomers. Okay, the, show. That, the screenshot hey. is Don in a wizard's hat. Uh, <laughs> 
with some kind of economics thing. Uh, maybe a chalkboard. The, the globe circling. You know, thinking, every, every week it's more complicated. Yeah, I'm thinking like, <laughs> hold on a second. I'm thinking like a professor, back, like a blackboard in an academic setting, uh, but a wizard's hat. Right. Harry, uh, Harry Potter oh, wizard suit. Yes, Harry you. Potter wizard yes. suit. It's Don talking to a class at a university. We can have the Quidditch trophy. Oh, thank you. This, no, we have produced this You're show. Well done. I've read all the books. I love that. Just, just end it. Um, right, we're done. Goodbye. We're done. Happy That's Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween. Um, Halloween. What did I say? Happy Thanksgiving. That's all right. That's a, I'm a month ahead. I'm always ahead. That's right. <laughs> always thinking one month ahead. <laughs> Always ahead. Old Dan Stewart. Yep. Old Dan Stewart. Always a month ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm early. <laughs> That's what she said. And so. I'm choking uh, on my own joke there. Recovery. You got yeah. it. Yeah. So listen, if it's. It, all of this isn't getting us a more robust economy. And this is the problem. Stock nerds and market lovers. And so what's super interesting here is this uh let me bring something up for you this is the this is the new and where this is going to lead i don't want to bury the lead this is going to end up in a tax discussion that is going to be the most interesting thing you listen to this weekend other than boris and the crypt kickers uh this is going to be something really interesting so uh supply chain surcharge sherwood williams is latest at a sneaky fee so if you go to a sherwin williams store okay you're going to go to a Sherwin-Williams store and you're going to buy paint. There's not a, uh, they, they haven't just increased the price. So they're going to keep the price, whatever it is on the shelves. Okay. But when you go to the register, there's a surcharge mm -hmm. at the end. I've been sitting on this story. They're just doing that to blame somebody else. I've been, I've been doing, I've been sitting on this story for like two or three weeks. Okay. Probably two weeks. When this is this is this will you listen to me now, Stockners? This surcharge is the new norm. Anyone who's going out to look for a vehicle on Kias right now, there's an average when you go like you look at the sticker, like in everyone, Danny says you don't pay sticker, right? Now the new mantra is don't pay over MSRP. Do you remember MSRP used to be like the nobody paid MSRP? You negotiate down. That's how we do cars. And it's the most fast backward, back, back, backwards thing, I think, in the world. Like, how we buy cars, right? Like, it's just not a flight. It's like slippery slope of negotiations. And so um, it's an average of a $10,000 markup. There's a, there's a Mercedes dealer here uh, in North Texas that on the, uh, the wagon, the, the, the Militaristic kind of wagon that they make. Square box. Yeah, square box thing. I think it's like a G series. G wagon. G wagon. G -Wagon yeah. Thank you. Um, it's about a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar dealer adjusted markup. That's that's on the obscene side. He is on the lower side. These fees are never going away. Don't believe me. Let me just uh, direct you to. Well, not until we have a really good recession. At some point, it'll go away. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I I disagree with you here, and I, I don't. I'm not joking. The airline it, it, Thank you. Yeah. It's going to get worse if we have a recession. Oh, it's definitely going to get worse. So, if you want to see what I'm talking about, here's the Sherwin Williams uh, article right here. 
gas surcharges when I came on board here at Revere with Annie in 2014. That's when you started seeing gas surcharges with uh, shipping. And then you got into a taxi cab. And then it was like a, like a New York City taxi cab. And it's like your, your fare and then the surcharge for gas. And then gas, like, you know, like after gas broke, now. severely came down when we started, you know, exploiting our technology uh, to get, to be an energy independent. But they were still, char like, they still charge. But you weren't in a recession yet. That's the problem. They, That's still, they still charge them. But what fee, Daniel, was born out of a recession combined with high oil prices? Baggage fees. Baggage airline, fees. airline baggage fees. Oh, yeah. In 2008. And you're still paying these. You're not, the new norm in this country now is you, you wait. I went to take, I, I, took the, I took my wife's Honda in to get serviced, okay? And I looked on the bill and it said shop material fees. And I looked at the dude and I said, dude, there's no way I'm paying. Whatever the shop material fees in are in the fee that you charged me for the oil change and uh, whatever else I had done. Why, why is this? Who's paying this additional fee? And he goes, yeah, I'll take it. Like literally just fold it. I'll take it off. Like, and I'm like, and I just looked at him. I said, this is ridiculous. I literally didn't pressure you. I said, who's paying this fee? And you fold it. Because you knew what was coming. He goes, yeah, people are pretty pissed. And I said, but some are, some are paying it. He goes, yeah, they don't know. What they're and right now, we're, we're in a beta test phase right. for, for this new, what I'll refer to it as, unaffectionately, is a value-added tax. The value-added tax to everyday things in life. They won't increase the price because that would be a sign that we really do have inflation. And it costs a ton to pay somebody to mix up some paint. Well, I think that just highlights inflation. Well, the surcharge is highlighting the problem with the cost. And they're trying, they're yeah. charging a higher price to cover their cost, but they want to blame it on something else so you don't blame it on them. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why, why they're they keep itemizing. Their, hey, our prices are low. Yeah. But, it, but it's like when the government balked at the way Southwest uh, a few years ago priced their flights. Hey, you want to know what you're like? It used to be just one all-inclusive price, like yeah. with taxes. Tax. No, they put the handling fee. They put the government fees they cut, in there. They put, yeah, people don't realize you're yeah. buying thirty, forty dollars worth of just taxes. To yeah, fly. yeah, and, and, and they need to do that. I agree. I agree. And and so people bought like well, it wasn't people. It was certain uh, political figures balked at what Southwest was doing because no other airline was breaking it out. Like they try to hide it. But well, just like payroll tax, you should have to pay your own payroll taxes, write a check every two weeks, not have it taken out of your check. So you it's just you like know. the car dealer yeah. where some people don't write bits, they don't look at it. So people get their paycheck right. and they just get used to that less net number than writing a check. It's a slippery slope. I can't, I can't be the only one that noticed that dealer adjusted markup is an acronym for damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You you are the only one, and uh, in in on the on the chalkboard, Zach behind Professor um, Dealer, uh, pro Professor uh, Vandenborg, yeah. Professor Wizard, Wizard, Wizard Vandenborg. Uh, could you just put the damn you acronym on the chalkboard? Is yeah, I'll put that on YouTube for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you put, if you put, Here, you know, uh, you put I'll pose for you now for the picture too, Zach. Please do, would you? <laughs> yes, thank you. Move uh, your thumb in a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Great. Yep. Thank you. Got it. All yep. right. Perfect. Thank you. So I'll make it easier. Yeah, that's funny. So these things don't, it's a slippery slope. 
they never go away. The, 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 the private sector does it all the time, and you're, you, you don't, you're not aware of it as much if you don't fly. Of course, if you don't fly, right? But anybody who pumps a gallon of gas in this country to get anywhere should be offended with how bad their roads are and how much they're paying in gasoline tax. Because those are so that gasoline tax supposed to pay the, for the road, those, right? That's supposed to be the fairest way to tax, which is a use tax for the roads. Yes, yeah. and, and they and, diverted all that money. They yeah, did not put the money back into the roads like they were supposed to. Right, and and so I've heard a lot of people say, well, instead of just taxing blanket, blanketedly, that's that 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 is certainly not the way you do <laughs> that word. Um, <laughs> in, like if you instead of just this grotesque billionaire's tax, right? Because look, th these people are, 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 I don't know how many trust fund billionaire babies there are. Maybe there's some, right? I don't begrudge anybody who makes money. I'm happy for people, whatever. We're spending so much money, you could tax all the billionaires 80% right. and you wouldn't make a dent. So here's the thing though. Why not just tax the things that they buy? Yachts. We are now putting a tax, I'm quite sure there already is a luxury tax on yachts, but we're going to increase the value added tax to a yacht. Those are things that people who have severe disposable income endeavor into. The biggest money pit of them all, a yacht. To answer your question, why? Yeah. Because it doesn't bring any revenue. That's the thing. It didn't bring right. enough revenue. Does it, right. And so it's a slippery slope. So then it got me thinking, like, we never, once you introduce a government program, they never go away. It's just to get in the door, Tim. Then they're going to hit the, they're going to change right. it. It's going to get in So to Danny's point here, so I'm thinking as I'm pontificating at home one day about fours and kickers and lippy songs. By the way, Excavator gets in your head? I ain't leaving. I'm an Excavator is the song they are saying. I'm an Excavator? Yeah. I'm an Excavator. Like, like, and the words are great. Like, dirt separator, dirt investigator, like, hole maker. Like, it's a whole good rhyming going on in that song. Rock on. Yeah. And so, once these things come about, they don't go away. And so I started thinking, how did income taxes start? Because it's an anti-American thing, right? Like it was, uh, like I, I know, like with the whole adage, taxation without representation is kind of how we got started here. Mm -hmm. But then we decided to tax with representatives. So it makes it okay. But the income tax kind of seemed anti, to me at first, you know, when I started thinking about it, very anti-capitalistic. Very anti-American. Tim, who's going to pay for the services? Gosh darn it. Stop with your nonsense. And then I started doing some reading. And I thought, you know what? I don't need to handle this. Danny is the perfect person to, to dive in here. And how did income taxes start? What particular group was it meant for? And why are we all paying them now? And then I thought, interesting. What this program was a billionaire's tax in 25 years. How many of these programs are going to be rolled down to the people who can't afford them? Who's going to be paying it? So, Danny, how many in five years? Uh, yeah, so Danny, how did income tax start? Give me uh, okay. So, so when the constitution was written and when they first brought it out, right, it wasn't known as the federal government and state governments, it was actually known as quote the general government and then state governments. And the state governments were supposed to have most of the power, and the general government was only supposed to do a few things. Right. But, and, and they really only wanted taxes out of 
sales, you know, certain things, tariffs, sales tax, a few things on commerce. They right. didn't want to have income tax. They thought it was, you know, wrong. But in any event, the very first tax, a lot of people think that the very first tax was the 16th Amendment in 1913. And actually, the very first tax was the Revenue Act of 1861 for the Civil War, okay? Mm -hmm. Pay for the Civil War. And it was 3% above $800. Now, to add to your, now, $800 back then was a lot of money, a lot of money. But, but, yeah. And then the very next year, Tim, they passed the, the second Revenue Act of 1862, which is just one year later, okay? And that was 3% above $600, not $800. So they've already lowered it by like over 20%, the bar to where you qualify. And there's a 5% tax, additional 5% tax over $10,000, mm -hmm. okay? So they're already starting to do that. Now, that, 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 that percentage amount was raised again in, in 1864. So from 1861, 1864, three years, four years, mm -hmm. they kept raising the rate after they they introduced the tax. Now, they did repeal it in 1872. They did, once the Civil War was over, they said, okay, we don't need this anymore. And then they started trying to, the Congress was throwing around ideas about taxing rents and dividends and interest and all this other stuff. The problem was, so they had this Tariff Act of 1894 where they were going to tax property, you know, your, your income and rent stuff, okay? The problem is it was unconstitutional because the Constitution said if you impose a direct tax, you have to apportion it, meaning do it pro rata among the states based on their population, their census, because that's where you're going to, because you're going to raise the tax proportionally. In other words, Texas pays a lot more in taxes to the federal government than, say, Rhode Island, because we're a lot bigger state. Therefore, any taxes that the federal government raises, they've got to give back proportionally. In, is, in that, is that happening? No, 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 no. That's what the original, that's uh, yeah. what it originally said. So, and that and it even went to the Supreme Court in Pollock versus Farmer in 1895. Right. So, you know what Congress did? Congress said, you know what? We need an amendment to, 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 to unloosen the chains and let us do whatever the hell we want. So, that's when they had the 16th Amendment which was ratified in 1913, and it says Congress has the power to lay and collect taxes on income, whatever the source, meaning dividends, rents, interest, right. income, without apportionment among states and without regard to census or enumeration. So basically, it's game on. We can tax anything you got from any source you got, and we can take that money, and then we can do what we decide to do with it. So that was a pretty, pretty loose thing. Now, in 1913, this revenue, the Revenue Act of 1913, after they passed the amendment, now they could, it was game on, they could do it. So they passed this revenue bill, right? It was 1% above $3,000 in income. And then it was 6% surcharge above 500000 which was a lot of money back then. So the income in 1913 started only at 1%. You know, where is it now? Now, by 1918, so from 1913 to 1918, that's five years, the top rate went up to 77%. Now, that, that was over a million dollars, and, and that's the equivalent of 16 million to 8 to 17 million today. But all I'm saying is that was a, a huge chunk. And the reason was they said we needed to finance World War II. 
Now, the average tax, when you kind of take everybody, that was the marginal people way above a million. But the average tax on the rich was 15%. So even though they said it was going to be one, it averaged out to about 15%. Now, then they raised it to 58% in 1922. Then they brought it down to 25% in 25 and to 24 and 29. But guess what? We had the Great Depression. So what do we need to do, Tim? When we have a depression, raise taxes. We need to tax the rich and pay for it. So they raised it to sixty-three percent, and it reached ninety-four percent in nineteen forty-four, right around in World War II. Yeah. So if you were making over two hundred thousand dollars, which today's is like three million, okay, but two hundred thousand dollars, yeah. every dollar you earned on that, you'd only get six cents of that dollar. Above two hundred. Above, above. Yeah, the marginal rates. It's still yeah. marginal, but yeah. but but all I'm saying is it's a graduated rate where it goes fifty eight percent up to ninety four percent. So they're so they're so they're doing that now. You can say, well, you know, when you go back and look at history, because sometimes they allow deductions, a lot of deductions, and they have a higher rate, and sometimes they don't give you many deductions, and they have a lower rate. But really, the the averages over the long long time period have been around 30, 35, 40%, depending on the climate, you know, for the, for the higher people. But at the end of World War II, Congress introduced the payroll withholding and quarterly tax payment system. So companies now are going to just withhold on you and take your money and give you the net. So you don't steal it as much. You get used to that budgeting every two weeks and you don't, you don't get, that's why I'm saying if you wrote it, you'd have people yeah. voting differently if they had to write a check twice a month. It's easier to collect. To the, it's easier to collect, yeah. but, but they could still go debit your account, but then it'd still be a separate line item in your bank account. You know, so the anyway, government going right into people's bank accounts does feel wholly un-American. Well, they're doing that with that $600 deal they yeah, want. We, yeah. So, so, but then also you got to make quarterly That got payments. pulled from the bill. Huh? That got pulled. That got pulled yeah, from the deal. bill. Good deal. Um, then the, that's because it was too controversial. And then the quarterly tax payments, if you're self-employed. But the whole point is, they go in with the story that we're only going to tax the uber rich, and it's only going to be one, two, three, four percent. It's going to be small. And now this unrealized gains tax, or this tax about taxing the rich that they're throwing out there. So just on appreciated property, whether it's a private equity deal, a stock. Your uh, real estate, whatever, you got to pay tax on. Yeah, it's called the billionaire's tax. That will very once they get it in there, once they get it passed, they can go amend those bills and they can start lowering the, threshold. the thresholds. And and it pretty soon, within five or ten years, if you look at history, it's not out of the question that middle class starts playing paying an appreciation. What year tax. did the middle class start paying the, what was supposed to be the rich people tax? What were year? Well, it depends. I mean, it really started to be much more broad mainstream after World War II when we yeah. started having a robust economy again. Remember, you had some people in the Roaring Twenties pay it because you had such a big boom that those were more, those weren't really most of the rank and file people. But after World War II, you started having more people. You had a big, wide swath paying. Because um, corporations intensity. are paying businesses where people go to earn this money. That, you know, individuals go to businesses to earn the money that they're paying the taxes on. Right. But the businesses to generate that money and, and generate commerce, they're already paying money on that, on the, 
They're already paying taxes on that money. Right, and they just pass that on to consumer. Corporate tax is a misnomer. The corporations don't pay the tax. You pay the tax. The because they yeah. higher prices. Because otherwise, they're out of business and more jobs are created. And the government's getting their cut twice. Right, right yeah, yeah. Now, now remember, you've got self-employment tax. So, like, I own Revere. Right. Okay. So there's a self-employment tax. So I, so for my paycheck, I'm paying the whole fifteen point three. I'm paying my half and the company half. Right. right. So it's not just your income tax rate. You still have other taxes you're paying. So the employer's paying half of that. And even the employees, they're paying some Social Security, Medicaid on top of the income tax. But if this, it's just interesting that all, all of this, like the, the history of income tax, uh, we need more spending, the, the biggest injection of liquidity into the economy we've ever seen, all for 2% growth. If you were landed from a planet, like wherever Don got his wizardry degree, like if you came down and, and you said before is that what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And, and you said, Hey, uh, we're going to, we're going to pump so much money into this economy. Uh, you, you're not going to believe what you see. Your thought would be that it would be the most robust place you'd ever like the fake GDP numbers that China releases of 8%, right. 9%, you know, like you, well, it, it just confirms for me that Krugman is truly an idiot. Paul Krugman. Okay. You printing, printing, printing doesn't work. Okay. You have to set, when you say things like that, you hadn't brought Paul Krugman. Paul, Paul Krugman is a Nobel Prize winner for, for printing money and sticking it in saying, you got to go big and spend a ton of money. Yes. As a, and it as, doesn't work. As the most esteemed graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting upstairs from the CBS Daniel, when you say, it just proves Krugman's an idiot. And we had introduced Paul Krugman into this show. So you have to bring people into our, 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 our audience is pretty sophisticated. I just assumed probably wrongly that they would know who that is. Well, they might, they, but, but, right. but they don't know that he won. Any, he's a Nobel laureate. So I'm sorry. You have which, to say, well, you which doesn't mean much in the last Krugman. 20 years. Nobel. You also can't mention Krugman without uh, mentioning his most famous quote, which is the internet will have about the same impact on society as the fax machine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the fax machine, the fax machine, or uh, or the mojo, as it was known, uh, pretty pretty uh, revolutionary. Like that bridge between yeah. between uh, the internets. There, pretty. Tell you what. Thanks, Mr. Krugman. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the uh, he's the father. I like Paul Krugman. Uh, I'm trying to picture what Paul Krugman looks like, but he. Does he look like the top of a number two pencil as well? I don't think he does. No, he, he actually looks a little bit like George Clooney. Really? With a beard. Wow. Let's see if I can get a picture for the Not as handsome. Not as handsome. <laughs> well, no, you know what they poor say. Man, once, a very poor, a homeless man's George Clooney. Like when, <laughs> Doesn't matter if you look like Clooney, you know, start conversing with Paul Krugman and his looks just fade. So um, I think. I think all of that's interesting and it's, there's going, I mean, I, I don't think, and I haven't looked at the M2 supply, nothing's changed that there's been no tapering. There's been no slowing down here of the press. They no, can't. I've been that, saying it they, all along. No way. Yeah. They just, they, they, they can't do it. I mean, if we need 1.85 trillion more ejected, injected, excuse me, into the economy. I mean, that's 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 absurd. Like that that's that's really telling. And eventually, like Starbucks is paying twenty two dollars 
an hour. And I, and you talking about their new minimum wage announcement? It's $22 an hour, right? 15 to 23. 23 at the top end. Not yeah. even 22. Yeah, you can do better than 23. And, and I mean, Woo. that's, look, that's not bad money. But the the, the prices... They keep inflation going like it well, is. Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like, like, inflation keeps going up higher here. Like, in that tax, the tax to just get to work. The tax to just get to work. For fuel, whether you whether you take mass transit or not, all these prices are going up. Your the wage increases aren't outpacing the cost of goods right now, and so there's a story in the um, it was the journal this week that um, uh, amongst all the other things uh, that shortages cause, you know whether it's uh, a toilet paper moment, people hear about shortages so they go run out. So if you've done any kind of Halloween shop, you know that the shelves have been bare for a while, whether it's costumes or uh, decorations or anything. And they're just sitting right off the coast. If they could just get them off the coast. Not the debate I'm having with you. There's nothing on the shelves. And whether people have panic bought or it's just they haven't panic bought. They just went shopped normally and there was just nothing there. They bought it up or they started earlier. The same thing now is going to be happening with um, holiday goods, whether they're gifts or decorations. Uh, there's thought to be going to be a run on uh, the traditional Christmas tree. Which, which will be interesting to see play out. But all of that leads to the most, it's going to stop, Daniel, the most American thing about America. Sales. We mark things up to take them down and we feel good about it. And when any company ever tries to come in and say, we're not going to coupon, we're just going to price good. We're going to price a fair price. You know what it does? It almost drives your company out of business. And you're like, Tim, what, what in God's name could you be talking about? Has anyone seen the business case study on JCPenney and that fella who came in from Apple and said, we're not discounting anymore. Discounts are eroding our margins. We're just going to price fairly. Well, you have a whole consumer base in this country, maybe unlike any other consumer base in the world, that is trained to look for the deal. Whether it's a deal or not, like they could actually put this price like um, the new sale in, in automobiles, Daniel, isn't going to be a sale from uh, the, the, the manufacturer. Manufacturers, can't, like they do all that uh, small talk at the end of an auto ad. Uh -uh. It's going to be the dealer adjusted markup of uh, 10,000, right? The dealer market just a, uh, adjusted markup is now discounted to 5,000 from 10,000. 50% off the dealer adjusted markup, right? It's still a freaking markup. What a deal. What a deal. Now come down Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Damn you. Right. Get your Kias now before they explode. And there's bombs going off in the background. And we're going to discount the new service fees. And, and, but it's still a service fee. And but we're going to feel good about it because the American population needs a deal. Well, now, because of um, the supply chain issues that are happening, they're not going to discount. They don't have to. Like, there, there's not going to be as many discounts. That when you have goods that people want, now this is uh, Economics 101. If you have goods that people want, we call that demand, um, and there's a lack of supply, we actually call that just supply, Daniel. You don't have to discount. But if you have, uh, uh, if you have uh, goods, and a lot of these goods, 
and nobody wants them, lack of demand, Daniel. We call this a surplus. At the Kinetic School of Broadcasting yeah, upstairs, yeah, yeah. when I when I took that adjunct, hey, uh, thank you, Tim, yeah. for clarifying supply and demand. Yeah, when I took that adjunct economics course that they offered, um, you're going to get a ton of discounts. There's just not going to be that this year, and uh, these supply chain issues. God bless if they go away or not. I don't know when they go away. Predicting when they go away, who the hell knows? You, you've highlighted the real issue at hand, truck, but. All of, environmental, yeah, all of this stuff costs more. We were joking. I can't remember. I think it was this week on the on the phone call. I had to ask, like, hey, I asked Don, uh, the, the wizard of, uh, what is Don the wizard of? I just, I forgot. Well, what man, he's financial wizardry. Five financial wizardry. I asked our financial wizard, uh, where's he from? Where's Don from? St. Augustine? No. Jim like, Thorpe, Nibiru? Nibiru? Nibiru, yes. Yes, our wizard. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure. I got it. I got it. I think I think you're referring to Naboo from Star Wars Episode One. Okay, great. I'm glad we got clarification on that. No, it's, it's, it's his sister. Opinion. It's sister planet Naboo. Oh, oh, I see. Where, where, where do they teach the wizard school? Hogwarts. 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 Yeah, yeah. Don went to Hogwarts, did he? He was just born on that planet that you mentioned that I can't pronounce. Right. And so, I said, Don, is it true? Uh, sorry, Professor Don. PD. I said, PD. Is it true that this is the most expensive Thanksgiving in the history of Thanksgiving meals, potentially? And Don ran through it. And then I had to ask him, didn't we just have the cheapest 4th of July meal or something? And Don, what was the, uh, the meal that they were touting at 4th of July that was so incredibly 4th of July hot dogs save 16 cents. No inflation. <laughs> I love it. 16 cents Think about dog. A, think about all now that. Now that same hot dog is $4. <laughs> Think about all the new lines. This is not going to last. Everyone's talking about inflation. I can remember back in the spring and summer talking about this. And, the transitory and, nature is yes, not proving to be transitory. <laughs> and they come out with hot dogs are 16 cents less. The lips and whatever of a, of, of pig, a, of yes. a pig are 16. The most. I, I, got it, I, got it, we got does it. Does anybody say a healthy hot dog? It, it's really the cheapest cuts of meat, right? Jim, where are you getting your hot dogs at? Well, generally, these are the cheapest cuts of meat. The cheapest cut of meat is six. It's not even, it's meat, but it's like a, a chicken nugget of meat. Like, is a chicken nugget meat? Like a, like the McDonald's chicken nugget. Like, it's all white meat, but that's that. Right. that, that, that that's the, particles, man. That's, that's part, that's, chicken that's, particles. That's like, you know, pressed wood, the particle board. Ah, pressed yes. Wood, that's like the right. pressed. Yeah, so they're the chicken particle board wood. Cartilage. Yeah. Cartilage. That's, Cartilage. That's a good point. Like we're Beak. celebrating the cheapest cut of meat. It's yeah. Cheaper. Great. Yeah. 16 <laughs> cents off the thing that oh, will awesome. own. Yeah. yeah. You, and they came out with a study. Didn't they come out with a study recently? Was it hot dogs or hamburgers? Hot, hot dogs. dogs take, a, take a number of years off your life for number consumed. So 16 cents off the people killers, the population controllers. You got 16 cents off of those. Right. This, but you want, you want highbrow turkey. Gobble, gobble. You. Are going to pay through the nose this year or through the beak, and so, like, yeah, this is crazy. Did cigarettes pretty good. Too? No, cigarette sales beak. went up. Yeah, that's true. Cigarette they they've sold more cigarettes in the last twelve months than they have in a number of years. That, that if you got them. Yeah, and I, that is an interesting. Uh, uh, does that speak to the stress of the country? Is that? 
does that speak to? Well, part of it is because when people are at work, it's kind of a pariah. It's hard to go downstairs and go smoke outside. You can't. Well, if you're staying at home because of COVID, there's no restrict. You don't have to worry about it. I had it. this conversation with uh, Tanya, my wife, uh, for those of you uh, new listeners. Just the other day, I'm not making this up. I Tonita. Oh, uh, Spanish. Tonita. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> Spanish Tanya is Tonita. I had this uh, discussion with Tanita about cigarettes. And I don't know. I didn't come up from the article I read that there's been more cigarettes sold in the last year. I'm not sure how it came up. But I said, can you? We might have been talking about something about smelling. And I was like, like can you imagine like after uh, coitus that you just light up a heater? Like you're like, <sighs> I mean, I get, I, I, I get a headache now when I smell any kind of cigarette smoke. And I used to smoke a daily cigar, a couple day cigar habit um, that I enjoyed. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the cigar. Daily cigar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, got a funny story about it. Not going to tell it here. A man of yeah, well, that's what I thought, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to birdwalk your story. Mm, no, birdwalk it all you want. Mm. Beep, beep. Yeah. And so um, I said, like, you smell like an ashtray. Oh, you know what we were discussing? This is no joke. I was I'm taking- afraid to ask. No, don't. I'm, you don't <laughs> ask. I'm just going to tell you. I know exactly how it came about the yeah, heater. Mark this place. You might have to yeah, right, No, right. I, I swear on. to God, we yeah. are we are a cuss-free show, we and we are an edit-free show because it, it costs me money. And so- um, <laughs> a tax, Daniel. Right. A tax on He's swearing. swearing. The, jar, the, tip, the tip jar. Yes. Everybody here. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I was taking my vitamins. And I said, you know, I never came out with the. Uh, Is that what you. Oh, never mind. Oh, I, I was taking my vitamins. <laughs> and it, I, it just, I was going to say Viagra, but I don't. Oh, vitamin B. Right. I, I don't take vitamin B. But I, uh, I take vitamin B. I do take vitamin B. Uh, anyway. So I'm um, taking uh, my vitamins and I said, you know, it never came out with that business idea I had when I was like uh, just a, an emerging teenager, which was the, the condom after sex breath mint. And she said, why wouldn't you just get a roll of lifesavers or those mints and put it next to your bed? I'm like, you're ruining the allure of my made up product, the condom the after sex breath mint. It would be packaged in there. And she goes, why wouldn't they just package a pack of cigarettes with the condom? That's how it came up. And that's when I then said, Gosh, I've got an idea that's going to make your breath smell like, hey, let's stay together a little bit longer, maybe to develop a relationship so this doesn't, this one night stand turns into a three day run, 72 hours only. And so uh, he just couldn't do it, could he? Couldn't keep it family show. This what? is family. This is yeah. family. I'm talking about building a relationship with my product, Tanya, oh, sorry, Danito. She wanted to put a pack of, of sick cancer causers in there. And I said, cowboy killers is what they refer to them in the Marine Corps. Yeah, Marlboro's cowboy killers. Yeah. And so um, I said, could you imagine lighting up? And then you just smell. Like and nobody comes out smelling good after lighting a cigarette. There's the, the like, like it's 1952. Yeah. But <sighs> like, and she goes, well, then everybody smells. So it was no, but like you're, you're, it smells like you lit a dumpster fire in your mouth and the ash heap is left over. Anyone who smoked a cigar or a cigarette knows what this mouth feel is like. Oh, let's do that very personal act of kindness together again. See how I did that, Danny? Very personal act of kindness. Let's do that again because your mouth smells wonderful. Needless to say, my product trumped Tanya's product. Dan, did we account for losing smokers in our latest budget as clients? <laughs> That's true. That's a big line item. They, the, the truth is, the, the state, I know the great state of Pennsylvania does not want you to stop smoking. 
it, it's like eight to nine dollars a pack for a pack of six. They, yeah, three of its tax. Yeah, okay. like they cannot. They need you to increase. They need you to play the lottery more. That's why they come out with the different games. Every every portion of these proceeds goes to senior citizens. Gamble gamble your life away so seniors can live longer. That's the value proposition. You can't win if you don't play. Yeah. yeah. And you can't keep seniors alive if you don't play. That's right. But every day you don't play the Super 6, a senior dies. Won't you think of the seniors? Well, because the Social Security net that we created under the Johnson administration isn't enough. Not, not take, cutting the, it. take the paycheck we just took money from and go apply it. Go buy a scratcher. Or cigarettes. Or both. Yeah. Both. You might buy both. Yeah, right. That's the product. A lottery ticket packaged with a, with a pack of cigs. People would buy that. I think so. Yeah. A combo pack. A combo That's pack. Right. A dollar off or something. And with that, we now transition to the soothing tones of Hunter Mazingo. What you got, Hunter? I don't know how soothing they'll be today. I'm a little sick, so I apologize. But I've got a... I've got three sectors actually that are really interesting that are just starting to kind of break out, particularly some names in there, uh, as well as a sector I've covered a few times. So first, Tim, will you pull up NUE? Nucor. Mm. Nucor, uh, correct. Steel, uh, steel the, the symbol X, uh, just reported what, last night, two nights yes, ago? Yes, yes. So there's a big gap up. Yeah, I had big gap up for X. That's what's, that's what's boosting these, or at least part of what's boosting these names. Mm -hmm. uh, I think up about 15. Yeah, 15 percent. Yeah. Okay, so, so you got both, but you got really the, the same setup here on NUE and STLD. They're not identical, but they're very close. Uh, getting through the moving averages there through the 50 on Nucor and on STLD, I believe. Mm -hmm. For the first time uh, in a while, about a month or so, maybe a little bit more. So a change in character in that regard. And you also see the moving averages start to assimilate in the correct order there the eight uh, above the 21 the 21 above the 50 you've got the 21 crossing through the 50 on stld roughly today uh you're very close to seeing that start to happen on nue so uh some good action for a sector that really had had some spiky runs and then after this most recent one for nucor for example up to 130 uh pulled back roughly 35 40 percent from those highs almost uh, and is now starting to make a comeback. So steel, you mentioned X uh, gapping up. Also, a lesser known commodity space, perhaps lithium. Uh, LAC would be the first one to look at, Tim, here. This seems to be the strongest lithium America's Corp. Uh, this one is actually breaking out today over that 2875 high from back in January, I believe. Uh, it's been acting really well, really since back in August, it started to come back to life a little bit. And then recently, uh, towards the beginning of October, had a strong run. So LAC, LTHM is another name in the space here. Uh, not as, LAC is a minor of sorts. LTHM is more of a chemical side of, a, of the thing. I think Alex compared them to a refinery in the oil space. Uh, but this one also breaking out today, not, hasn't been as strong as LAC recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but both of these look really good. And then Tim, lastly, LIT I was about to pull that is up. an ETF here. But it's, you can see it's actually down today while those two names are strong. So I would say those are the two strongest names in the space, in my opinion. Uh, you do have this ETF, though, that's a little bit more broad, not so wild with the swings and 
interesting uh, about it is. the Alex analogy, because as you were talking, Hunter, I think we should refer to the lithium space as new oil. Yeah, new I, oil? I agree. There's new oil. There's a lot of ways and, and, it is like because that. All the electric yeah. vehicles, all, all the, the electric. Yeah. It's it's yeah, all the all really everything is moving to batteries. That just be like renewable energies, right? Well, it, it's uh, I I I think though the lithium space in particular is yeah. you have to you have to mine it. Uh, it you're, you're really trading one. <laughs> it's a little like coal. Uh, oil's so dirty, right, Daniel? Hey, by the way, those same strip stuff, mine lithium. That's right. exactly yeah. yeah. Those same vehicles you were getting that oil can. You bring them over here to the lithium mine, please. That's right. Yeah, you're just trading one for the other, right? You're 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 literally trading. Uh, and let me make an analogy for uh, some of the slower folks that like to email me hate mail. Um, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> coming out swinging this week on the. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm taking. Fill up that mailbox, wow. Tim. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Well, there's some of them. Some of them work for the letters UBS. <laughs> and so um, let's uh, let's break it down for those slow folks at UBS. So, uh, you only got one, one hate mail last week, huh? Only no, one? I'm going for two. Just the one. Go, oh, go, one. going for two. And so, yeah, like I think that the, um, the, uh, you know what? I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> I, I got the joke out. Yeah, but, true. yeah, but uh, for a lot of people don't realize just what it, what it takes to mine lithium oh, and, yeah. and where where they are mining lithium and their inability to potentially do it safely cleanly cleanly and safely uh, it, it it's the for the slower people i'll make the joke big big corporate big corporate right they don't they don't care they don't care they, they act like they do and they act like humanitarian for the want. for the slower folks at ubs out there this is the akin to saying i'm giving up cigarettes but taking up chewing tobacco that's that's the difference. Would that be wrong? <laughs> I'm a skull man, Daniel. Cope. Got to dip the cope. I used to fly with guys that, no kidding, they'd light up a heater and then they'd put the dip in. It was a twofer. Like just one after the oh, other. Man. It was a nice. twofer. Yeah. I, and I'm like, I, I, I don't smoke cigarettes. I thought cigarettes, I, I, this is no joke. I thought cigarettes were like, like like that is that, there's no enjoyment to that like after the flight like after the mission i want to go back to the hangar and i want to just go you know what I'm we made it i'm decom- <laughs> yeah literally i'm good we made it yeah. i'm decompressing let me just light up this stogie it, it takes a little bit longer one of my best friends you know jeff yeah. jeff jeff would light a heater before the stogie to warm up like he was doing calisthenics <laughs> like he Lord. yeah like like we'd step out of the hangar in iraq and i'm like what are you doing he goes yeah, I'm going to warm up here before we get that cigar. I'm like, huh? Yeah. He goes, I'm going to smoke a cigar. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I got to warm them up, you know, before I'm ready to do this. I'm like, oh, all right, God. brother. Uh, how is Jeff? And does he have gum disease? No, he gave it all up. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get kids and you give off that stuff. You're just like, that's his yeah. So He dipped too. God. Oh, yeah. Like, you. <laughs> <laughs> My drug of choice is caffeine. Yeah. My well, drug of choice is you. coffee. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, with caffeine. Uh, praying that they don't come up with some study that. Uh, oh, by the way, I love your shirt today. It reminds me. Of Thank you. This is my cigar rolling shirt. Guayavera. Wait, wait. Your Che Guevara. Guayavera. Yeah, that's Che Guevara. I like it. Black and white monochrome. Fits, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's a bad Halloween shirt. Theme. Oh, this is this is custom made in San Antonio. Whoa, oh. whoa! I just noticed a detail. Hold on. Oh I can't, I yes, can't see. I got it. Monogram. Like your Wonder Woman. Okay. Cups. Yeah, yeah. See that? What is that? Oh, fancy. Look at that monogram. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like little it. monogram Che Guevara. Wait, who is it? You got an important place to go later. I got to look. Where are you going? Football game. Who? My daughter's high school. Wait, wait, last week was homecoming. How'd that go with your... Uh, that, was, that was a month ago. Oh, Thanks for asking. <laughs> when did you wear the pink shirt? Was it last week? Oh, uh, there was some. They had another game. Yeah. Uh, they played twice? Okay. All right. Uh, Hunter, is that all you had, man? Dan went into the shirt store and said, can you combine a vertical cummerbund with a white dress shirt? Wow, Don. Woo. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is very unprofessorial. Uh, you need to hear... Oh, wow! Can we edit that <laughs> you know, out? You know what I really wow. like. You know what I really like about these because they they've got four pockets, not two. They've got two at the bottom. Is that what a, that is? That you is, have four pockets. It is yeah. a four. It's yeah. like a. Yeah. <laughs> that is the cargo like shorts of uh, and, and, and not yeah. only this, they when they make <laughs> they actually will make a little extra room either on the right or the left if you either like conceal carry or you want your phone like my iPhone. I want to be able that's to. That's cool. You you have that extra can deep I pocket see, for your peppers. Can I see one of these? I have my peppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see these on camera. Okay, yeah, there you go. Two pockets. You got it. Get some room in there. I I just know, like Danny, fashion I have, fashion these forward. Are very very cool in Texas if, because Texas gets hot. If two pockets were good, four are better. You didn't, I, right. Dan, the right. economy of Daniel. If it's buy one get one free, yeah. it was a deal on pockets that day. Right, look, look, you, you. When I first came in, you said, "Oh, this is that your cigar?" Your cigar rolling, cigar? yeah, yeah. Well, see, with the four pockets, I can keep my Canon dip down here in one pocket, keep the cigarettes in the other, oh my God. keep the keep the mints in the other, and the cigars in the fourth. I listen, and I'm ready. I I am. I'm not. You, people think well, guys are being mean today. No, no. Listen, I'm utilitarian. So like, I love the fact that I drive a minivan. I think the utility. <laughs> Like it's got a lot don't, of. Don't say that too loud in Texas. Please. No, no, my my wife has the issue with it. I but <laughs> but you know we know who wears no. we know who wears the pants in the family. I don't care. Like when you have when you wear a skirt, there's a breeze that cools you off in the summer. True. Summers are hot I'm here. I'm gonna in get Texas. you a Stuart Hills. I, I would I would welcome it. They were socially acceptable Stuart here. I'd wear. Plaid. Not they're not in the office though. We don't wear kids. We sure do. We just can't man sit. Oh, no. And so here's can't the man sit. here's the thing though. The minivan is the four pocket shirt on wheels. Like it's got a bunch of pockets. Like it's got things to store things in. And I'm telling you, man, the cargo shorts. Are oh, cool. it's the car. I, I dig me, dude. You need cargo shorts. I mean, dude, the kids have a lot of gear. It's definitely, it's definitely a Don left, by the way. You know, I just thought of something. Did we cargo just hijack Hunter's stock deal? I thought he was done. Uh, Alex, <laughs> what do you got to Hunter? Were you? I'm sorry. I do. I have some more. <laughs> <laughs> Purpose. Tim can't help himself, man. <laughs> his small little voice in the distance. I have more guys. Yeah. Can he's I say he's under the weather? Give him a break. <laughs> oh, so I can't see him. Does he look under the weather? Oh, yeah, he looks good. Uh, it's his voice. I'll help you with able to tell. That's more. I, I'd like to talk about another stock, please. If you'd stop your idiocy. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter hangs up his call and he goes, "Is it That's right. We we need to get a, 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 a like a sound a mute button for Tim so that once he turns Hunter over. We just mute him until Hunter's done. There's yeah. a show on ESPN that does that. I think it's called Around the Horn. Is uh, that, around the Horn. Yeah, is that what it is? Horn. Yeah. Like okay. Anyway, Hunter, back Go to ahead. the stock. I'm, I'm almost done. So, uh, <laughs> you better hurry I'll before Tim thinks something else. Of times. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, no, we, no, no, <laughs> let him finish. Let him finish. Holy, let him ahead. talk. <laughs> MOS. 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 <laughs> Sounds so soft in my head. I need to turn them up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go well, I, I, uh, I can't hear out of one of my ears. 
Uh, so that might be part of it. I feel like I'm talking really loud in my right ear, but I can't hear anything in my left. Yeah. So I apologize. You sound beautiful. But you, well, you got, thank you. You got uh, MOS and NTR. I've talked about these at exhaustion over the last month or so. Both of these uh, have pulled back to the 21 or very close to it after breaking out. So keep an eye on this one. They just, I would expect them to act as they should at the 21. It's been a leading sector. Uh, you should, I would expect these to bounce if they don't, it's a change in character. And then lastly, we've seen a big shift in solar. If you pull up ENPH, Tim, this thing's gone up about 30, 40% in the last. Yeah. 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 So the, the thing here is you've got a uh, day three higher high. So it's made a higher high. Uh, you got the gap day, a higher high the next day and a higher high today. Granted, it's back to this 230 level, which is the previous high. Uh, but a massive, massive move for the, the actual individual stock here. But you've also got a strong move in TAN, the actual ETF, getting back up to roughly right around 100 and then pulling back a little bit uh, over the course of today. I think got up to like 99.33. Uh, so this is extended. Personally, I'm just kind of waiting for an opportunity on either Enphase or TAN. Uh, you, you see a lot of this. I mean, lithium, those names that I sh that we looked at earlier, LAC, LTHM, they're a little bit extended, uh, LIT extended. So there's a lot of stuff that has made big moves and patience may prove to be valuable. Uh, but you also, the market may continue to be strong and it may keep rolling. So uh, Hunter, nonetheless. I got a question, I got a question yeah. for you, Hunter. So with, with TAN, would you use the uh, Livermore rule? In other words, if it got above 100, and then held there, would that be your entry point or how, how would you play that? Uh, personally, if it hadn't already gotten over 100 back at the beginning of the year, I would say that would be more of an area of interest. But for me, I'm looking for a possible pullback to the eight day after this big gap up it had starting on Wednesday, I believe that is. So yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's essentially gone from roughly 88, 89 up to 100 over the last three days. So my, I would be more interested in starting a small position either off the eight day, if you can get a couple of days of rest, maybe a little flag type of action. And then just one last that question. The Livermore rule doesn't really apply to ETFs. It's mostly just to individual stocks because ETF, you're talking about a collection of, uh, yeah, a ton of them and they reflect the value of the underlying holdings. But won't that, don't traders still trade off that? Those kind of rules? Not, not for ETFs. It's really only applies to, uh, to stocks, that rule. Hunter, any of the stocks you mentioned, are they watch list ideas or do you own them or both? Um, NUE is owned in uh, my tracking portfolio. NTR is owned in my tracking portfolio. The rest are on the watch list and at the top of the watch list, particularly um, LAC and ENPH. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, Alex, what you got, brother? Yeah, man. Um... Before I go over some names, I did a bonus stock video last night. That's on our YouTube channel. Make sure to check oh, out wait a minute. Uh, that. You can go there and uh, press the big red subscribe button. Make sure you like, share. And uh, yeah, it was a review last night. There was no new bonus stock added to the that list, but I just went over what I'm currently uh, holding in my tracking portfolio and uh, what I actually cut. I took a name down off that the bonus stock list. Oh. But anyways, I actually wanted to backtrack today. Um, if you could pull up net, and I do not own this in my tracking portfolio, but if you remember, I was watching NET. Yeah, I, I was watching the leaps on this, 
and I had the 140 January 2023 calls. And I was buying them at $21. And unfortunately, you could see that pullback, that nasty shakeout it had uh, a few weeks ago in September. And I, and I sold the position. Um, the mistake I want to go over with the viewers is sometimes you just got to you got to keep watching that name. It's okay to buy something back, even if it's the same option. I should have been buying those back. And I made the mistake of not doing that. It's a learning lesson. I, I, I will always keep learning. And I'll probably learn to the day I die in this, in this business because there's always something new. Um, those leaps now, it's stinging because they're up 240% from the cost. I think they're trading like at 64 or 65 a contract now. So you live and you learn, but it's a good valuable lesson. I think that the viewers could appreciate. Sometimes uh, you get shaken out, but it's okay to buy something back. Um, so for today, what I'm watching and I, and I, all the names that I'm about to mention, I do own in my tracking portfolio. I'm sitting on a firm. That name is, uh, I think a leader and it's, it, you know, it's, it's extended, uh, but it is writing an eight EMA, the eight exponential moving average. The other name that I own in my tracking portfolio is uh, Dutch Brothers, B-R-O-S. That one's a rocket. And I think it's at all-time highs today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one's doing very well. And I've talked about that on the, uh, the videos on the uh, bonus stocks, on the fundamentals and the story of the potential, a big runway there, uh, like at Chipotle or uh, Starbucks when Starbucks first got uh, started up. So a newer name I that caught my eye today, and I actually did buy today in the tracking portfolio, is Toll Brothers, T-O-L. So this is um, consolidating right off some moving averages, some key moving averages. You can see how that, that cluster of uh, the 21 EMA, 50-day, and that I think that's a 200-day you have there. Is that correct? The gold that one. orange? The gold one, sorry. I, I'm, I think I'm a little bit colorblind, to be honest. I see orange, too. Yeah, it might be orange. I, I'd I, call it orange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, we'll call, it, uh, we'll call it gold just because of uh, ASU. It's gold, ASU. It's gold yeah. and orange. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I like to look at this. The Home Builders ITB, if you pull that up, they're starting to hook back up on the right side of this. Uh, it's been – kind of in the doghouse for a while, but I think these uh, rally back just based on the chart, what I'm seeing on this right side of the accumulation. And the thing about Toll Brothers too, that their, their 2023 estimates or 2022 estimates, excuse me, are pretty solid. They're up in the 40% range for the EPS growth. That's what I like to see. It has the sales uh, compared to the other ones like DHI and stuff. I think Toll Brothers might have the best fundamentals out of the group. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm in right now. That's what I'm focused on. Fair enough. Is that all you got, brother? Yes, sir. Awesome. Listen, folks, stockers, market lovers, listen, if you're frustrated by the uh, chicanery, that's a word, right? Chicanery? Chicanery? Yeah, chicanery on the show. Like, I, I want more stock. Look, every night, five nights a week, six nights a week, well, five. If one of the six nights, Alex has a bonus video, you're getting just nothing but pure, unadulterated red meat. Red meat. Uh, or, or uh, you know, for your vegans out there, mushroom caps. <laughs> Yeah. There's like a there's like a mushroom they make a burger out of. Anyway, you don't you don't get any of this nonsense. Okay, that's my point. You get nothing but ticker symbols, and you get price projection, and you get when we would buy and sell on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So if you want that, here's the thing: 
Stop listening to this show and being upset. This show was meant to celebrate the <laughs> celebrate life and making fun of the cathedral that people treat finance with. They don't make they don't make it fun. They don't make it enjoyable. You don't learn anything except I'm gonna sit there. Oh, speaking of which, I'm gonna sit there in my suspense. I was about to paint the uh the picture of uh JJ Snuffing JJ Snuffing in the third. But listen, I want to share something with you, Stockner's Market Brothers. Uh there, speaking of JJ Snuffing in the third, I don't think he is this. I, there is a if you want the show notes, they're on the YouTube page. Um for the under the episode, Zach puts them in there. The Paul Tudor Jones documentary has it, have you seen that? It's called Trader. No. It's from eighty seven. Uh, huh. It's eighty six or eighty seven. It was on PBS, and then Paul Tudor Jones spent just a tremendous amount of money trying to get it taken down. I don't know why, but I've watched like a number of times. I just literally rewatched it. It's only an hour. Long. I want to watch that. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, the link. I'll send you the link. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Like I just, I just love it. Like it's nineteen eighty seven. It's Paul Tudor Jones, and I and I really dig Peter Boris. Peter Boris has, you know, I think he's the fellow that I read. He, Came out, you know, like uh, strong opinions loosely held, like for the market, <laughs> for the markets, and it, yeah, like we're going down, and it's like, well, okay, what happens if you don't? Like, what, what's your that, you know, strong opinion, loosely held, and then I think Peter Borish is also the person who says, uh, price before conviction, meaning you can have your convictions, but you price, price trumps everything. Yeah, and just another way of saying price and, is true. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, like Peter Borish is like, the more you do research on Peter Borish, I mean, Paul Tudor Jones is interesting in his own right, but Peter Borish is super interesting. And so, this documentary features both of them. Paul Tudor Jones in the documentary is only 32, Peter Borish is 27. And so, um, and uh, so anyone who discounts, and I, and I bring those two points up because uh, nobody does it here. Let me just be really clear. But uh, I've, heard the, I've heard the thought. No, uh, Alex and Hunter could be young. And I think that's the most asinine thing in the world to discount people on their youth. A lot of people don't realize that um, the discounting the youth is a big mistake. So like uh, our sovereign nation here, America, people don't realize that the wars are really executed and planned by uh, people in their mid to late 20s, early 30s, like when I was flying missions in Iraq, really fought hand-to-hand combat by kids in their late teens, early 20s. That's who secures your freedom in this country. Well, but most billionaires are actually created in their 20s or early 30s, not when they're 50. Yeah, and so like Alex and, and Hunter are featured predominantly on the show because they're smart. Well, we did an exhaustive job search too before we ever hired. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say. I just surround myself with wise people. How about that? Oh, good answer, oh, Alex. Good answer. Wow. Well but done. I, I yeah. want to. I, I. I. Anyway, before anyone, I, so many jokes uh, <laughs> coming to the head here. Uh, look, I know there's grumps in our audience, and I say that affectionately. Okay. You can't. Uh, but there's also people who love Alex and Hunter for what they do. So, but it's not about youth; it's about execution. And yeah. so, when you watch this Paul Tudor, and I encourage everyone to watch it, it's fascinating. When you uh, when you look when you watch this Paul Tudor Jones documentary, just keep in mind Paul Tudor Jones is 32, and inflation adjusted that makes him 25. It goes, <laughs> and uh, Peter Borish is only uh, 27. 
And so, and then, and then watch it with those eyes. I think it's really fascinating. Uh, so uh, that brings me now to uh, Don. What you got, Don? Oh, and I'm sorry. And what I was about to say with red meat, Don does the 21 over 21. Uh, sometimes you'll include the dirty 30. You find Don's Friday night videos right here at Daily Market Insight. We never pull anything down. If you go to the bottom of the page, the that's best, the best recap of the week anywhere. Yeah, and, and what you can do here is uh, scroll back all the way to page 200. That's two. There's only 265 market days a year. Okay, we've been doing. Uh, there's more than 200 pages. Uh, we've been doing videos five nights a week since 2014. You can see everything. We don't pull them down. We sure as hell don't edit. So if you want to back test to see how we handle the market condition what we were thinking on uh, February 3rd of 2016. You can absolutely positively go in and back, uh, see that. And then you want them, want them delivered right to your inbox, subscribe. We don't spam you. Uh, it's a bit like we don't send you invitations to join the firm. We don't, we don't invite you to the Revere Soiree or the Halloween costume party. We literally send you six videos a week. Uh, Don, go ahead. Hunter just had his first anniversary with us, if I'm if I'm correct. Is that right? Wasn't it October first last year? You started, that, Hunter. Yes, sir. Oh, happy right. anniversary, Hunter. Uh, did Danny send you, you the uh, gift uh, steak knives? Gift magazine to pick your uh, your one year <laughs> gift out of? No, I just I, I never I didn't, get, I didn't need I never one. Get one either. I just That's standard. I told him I want all the spice rub. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Danny yeah. will uh, send you spice rub. I'll send you some spice rub, honey. Yeah. And that gift guide, too. You'll get that soon. Yeah. If you don't get it, let us know. <laughs> get on the podcast. Uh, 21 All 21 right, list. Let's talk about uh, there'll be about probably about three changes. So tune in for that. But I want to talk about three non tech stocks that we added to the portfolio this week. Start off with an oil stock that had a fantastic earnings report and is strongly outperforming the uh, oil the oil patch itself over the past two days. Ticker SU. You said SU, right? SU. SU. Yeah, SU. Sam. You. The 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 cigarettes of the energy space. <laughs> right. Massive volume. Beautiful cup and handle breakout. I mean, that is pretty much a textbook cup and handle on the daily. And then uh, follow through today, looking very good, uh, holding up well relative to uh, energy stocks, which are down today. Second one we added was a, a real estate development company that we've had our eye on for a while that has massive support at 100. We're waiting for uh, earnings to get out of the way. CBRE. See the earnings shakeout that was yesterday come down just where we wanted it to. That gets out all of the sellers uh, at the 100 level and then close back near the high of the day. Uh, good numbers, uh, good solid pattern too. And finally, Dexcom, DXCM. We own this a while back. We're waiting for earnings. They reported earnings today. Another one where uh, keep an eye on like the first hour and mark mark the highs and the lows to see if we they can shake shake uh, the algos can shake the, the buy stops and the sell stops and it did that and then it made a higher high right before we came on the air or right, right as we were coming on the air and we picked that up as it broke out above today's high you can see uh, the volume there and the nice price action on Dexcom these are in the diabetes the space. Up on that? I, I I could give me a second is Dexcom the uh, that's the insulin right that's uh 
Yeah. Yes. Glucose monitoring. Yeah. Thank you. It wasn't. It's, I couldn't. It was glucose monitoring. Hundreds of thousands. Right. I'll pull the five minute up. Uh, as we do do that, there we go. Danny. Wow. Here's what I'm going to have you do, Danny. I'm going to have you give us the normal outro. Okay. Okay. Then you're going to come back to me, and I'm going to give traders and investors something they need to know heading into. Okay. okay, so it's the normal outro, okay. and then you're going to come back to me. So do the, I have to? Yeah, you do. <laughs> and so for the people that listen all the way through the credits, we're going to give them a bonus, so they listen all the way through the credits. bonus stock. Yeah, something. Bonus crypto. Something. Ooh, something. Ooh. Bonus crypto. Come on. No, it can't be a bonus bond with these interest rates. Okay. All right, folks. Listen, if you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Just send them to revereasset.com. And they can sign up, they can hit subscribe, and they'll get this uh, wonderful podcast directly in their inbox once a week when we produce it. Or, and, and, not or, but and, they will get our Daily Market Insight video five nights a week, anytime that the market is open. We won't spam them or reach out to them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us. You uh, can email any of us at dan at revereasset.com, don at revereasset.com. Tim at Revere Asset, Hunter or Alex at Revere Asset. And you can always, always, always call us at 855-REAL-WEALTH. A couple of things. I'm going to critique myself on the show here before I give uh, the chart. Um, one, next next Halloween, can we all mark this on the calendar, please? Next Halloween, Don should dress up as Randy Macho Man Savage and give all his answers in Randy Macho Man Savage's voice. That's a missed opportunity on my part. And I'm really bummed that I didn't think of it till literally while you were talking. Oh yeah, Razor, that's a great idea. I can't believe you didn't come up with that. Like now, 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 can you do do that? Always producing after the fact. I know. I'm a bum. I'm bummed about it. That's why I didn't graduate the top of my class. I, I second the top. Don, can you just do Dexcom, please? Two people in the class talking to Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh yeah, Gene. Let me tell you, you might have to get some glucose monitoring. I see a little thick through the belly there, Mean Gene. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. And, and like me, I don't think Gene Okerlund's on this earth anymore. Be like, Randy Macho Man Savage, are you going to be taking on Hulk Hogan at Dexcom Mania 3? And like, like it was like, like he was a small in stature was Gene Okerlund. I don't think he is around anymore. Now, Rest I, in peace. Man. I know, I man. Yeah, I, like, it, but he was, he was shorter, yeah. but he was the best. Like he would project and orate. And he got the best out of those wrestlers. And by the way, if you Google uh, some conversations of uh, Randy Macho Man, excuse me, of Mean Gene Okerlund, yeah. specifically on the Dan Levertard show towards the end of his life, he had the best Andre the Giant drinking stories. Oh like God. how much Andre the Giant could consume alcoholically. That's there's, a word. There's that great documentary on HBO about Andre. And oh, there he, is. He's in there. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, didn't I see just it. watched that this week. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, missed opportunity. Quite sure we can figure out a way to get Mandy, Mandy Macho Man back for Thanksgiving because I think that would be funny. It's okay if we don't. So, here's the thing, folks. <laughs> Cornucopia! It's a horn of plenty! Oh, don't egg him on. It's God. a horn of plenty. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth and the Horn of Plenty. Sounds like, like a book that like they would write about the travel. They, they, landed, on, they landed on Hulk Rock, you know? And, that's right. Naburu. <laughs> yes, the, on, the, on the Nibiru. That was one of the ships. The Santa Maria, the Pinta, and the Nibiru, right? Getting to Hulk Rock. Yeah. And, and British Bulldog Lane. Okay, here we go. 
So look, S and P's. This is an amazing day in the market. Like you had some of the two of the biggest stocks in the S and P's. You know, not hit their numbers, right? Then hit a little sticky wicket there with that Amazon, and and the markets turned positive. Like that that's that's strength. It is strength. Here's the it's actually here, pulling the mean up versus prices coming down. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's super fascinating day in the markets. Now, I'm about to be a wet blanket. Okay. Just giving that disclaimer here. Some people, I didn't get, I didn't even get to the story that you can only talk bullishly about the markets. Like there's a story. Get the bear out. Yeah, like there's, there's the only bear. been like like three weeks I've been sitting on this. Like you only talk it to really make money in the in, in like um, on YouTube. You can only talk. We'll do it next week. You can only talk bullishly. You cannot tell what you're seeing. This today with the dollar is really important. Okay, look at your charts, folks. So yesterday, the dollar gets crushed on that GDP number, okay? Mm -hmm. This candle is akin to this candle. I'm on the left hand, the lower left hand side of your chart, okay? That is like 614, 615, okay? And when you see big candles with the dollar, like here's another one. I'm just going to, these are, I'm going to highlight some dates for you, okay? So like that's 929, 916-ish. Uh, Let's go back here to 616, okay? Let me just show you what happens here. So with the S&Ps, I talked about 916. That's 924. Here's 917, 916. And so what did S&Ps do? Like, it's not instantaneous, but that dollar reached up, had that spike candle, and then they, they pull back. And it, not, not- Markets pulled back. Yeah, markets pulled back. Not, not. I actually don't think, I'm, <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I'm not like, like, I don't think the world's falling down a handbasket. I think you're going to get a reversion, and I think you're going to want to buy that signal. Like, if you were to get a reversion, not just a consolidation, like, just buy that when it consolidates and then moves up. But if you do get a reversion, I think that, what, let the people who get, uh, who buy that tippy top, let them get obliterated. And then you step in and buy. I think you're going to have a great, I, I, they're not going to let this market, they keep, as you've said multiple times, the Fed cannot let the market fall. Right. And, Jay Powell wants to give his and job. Where, and, and the other thing is, you know, with bond yields so low, right. where are you going to put the money? So that's nice. But, but, yeah. the, oh, but the market's been continuing going up and it's pulling the mean up. So there's two ways you can, quote, revert to the mean. Right. Prices can come down to the mean or prices can pull the mean up. Yep. So you had that 916 drop. There's the 929 drop. And these aren't huge drops, but they do shake the tree. Uh, where is that 616? So... You get that big spike candle, and then you get that power drive lower just for a couple of days. You shouldn't be shocked. Like the, I'm, I haven't seen this in the dollar. Like this kind of action here, where it's like one, like that's a slingshot. And the one thing the market has proven is that, and you can go back and look at this, that the dollar's not going to rise. Like markets aren't going to rise in conjunction here with the dollar, not in this environment. I think a lot of the dollar movement right now has to do with belief or not of the the bills being passed. What they're hanging on yeah. every way does it look like it's going to be passed? Dollar gets weaker. Hey, oh, it looks like it's falling apart. Dollar gets stronger. Like Alex was making, uh, he was noticing. Hey, can you pull that five minute up at Dexcom? That's an like this move in the, like it's up a percent. That's not that that that's a gigantic move for this for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge. But move. here's the thing: the dollar's up a percent, and the markets are green. That's that is that relationship isn't sustainable. 
That's what I was trying to point right, out. Right, right, and right. so it doesn't mean we're going down. Or so, that correlation breaks down or the other. Yeah, I don't It doesn't have to. Doesn't it, it could. So like in the realm of possibilities, it could. If you said, Tim, what's your opinion? I don't think it does break down well, here. Like you said before, price is truth. Yeah. And you so go on price. Nothing else matters. And so the dollar is either going to revert back. Like this is just a one day spike. And it's going to revert back and markets are going to coalesce and then go higher. Or you're going to see what you saw earlier this year. That's been the pattern. Big candle spikes. Right. Can you show that on an ATR chart, please, Tim? Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, the average dollar, true range. The dollar. The dollar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you're you're you you came down to minus one ATR and now you're at plus one ATR. You're not extended. That that's that's what you take away from this ATR. You're not extended. It's not like a, a spike into the three ATR here or a spike over here on the left hand side of your chart. <laughs> the to be the thing of, that that concerns me uh, about this also is that makes yesterday a failed breakdown. You can see those uh, four, uh, those four bars about four to six bars to the right. That area it broke below those, and there's a saying on Wall Street: "From failed moves come fast moves in the other direction." So, uh, it it is today is absolutely with the dollar being up and the markets being up. That that is the opposite of what the correlation typically is, and this is something that. Uh, uh, Hunter and Alex and I were texting about this morning, too. It's definitely something we're keeping an eye on. Yeah, and I think folks at home want to watch this relationship develop because uh, if you were to get a fast move to ATR, you're probably going to see that effect, especially in the international uh, type stocks because it makes their goods work. So with that, Daniel. Folks, we'll talk to you next week on Your Money.